0: Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield, I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Selmark Studios along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Did you have a great Thanksgiving? Mine was fabulous, and I thank you for asking. Can you believe it's December already? We are your audio newspaper, and we thank you for being here. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield News, sports, and weather for the upcoming week.
1: And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to the restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question.
0: Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week.
1: Murder-suicide in Mansfield the day before Thanksgiving.
0: High school photographers take home national awards.
1: Annual Toys for Tots event set for Wednesday, December 1st.
0: Sports Summit extends its football winning streak by reaching the semifinal
2: playoffs. Coming up in the features section...
0: Science reporter Dennis Webb gives us a lesson in the Greek alphabet.
2: I am LaShonda, and in this week's Texas Health Tip of the Week, we're going to talk about layering properly for exercising in the cold.
3: Anyone got a do-it-yourself cure for the common cold? I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin,
4: and we're going to take another dip into the vault in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that says that Christmas is only 24 sleeps away.
1: We have the seven-day weather forecast, and in the talk segment, Steve concludes his talk with former Press Box coach Bill Bryant about sports, business, and life. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey Mansfield, Sonia
5: here from Wise Wellness. Did you know that Wise Wellness is now mobile? Yep, we have changed our business model to best serve our clients. That means you can order online and usually have it delivered within 24 hours or less. We're bringing the best CBD tinctures, topicals, edibles, and pet products directly to your door. Visit our website at wisewell.com to see our selection. That's W-Y-S-E-well.com. Got pain? Need sleep? Does your pet have storm or separation anxiety? We've got you covered. Don't forget about our specialty, Tom's Treats. These little gems of goodness can help promote better sleep and overall wellness. With six main ingredients and no preservatives, they're the best around. Give us a call at 682-313-4767, visit the website, or reach out to us on social media to connect. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, use the promo code AMPOD to buy one, get one free on our website. Again, that's wisewell.com, W-Y-S-E well.com.
1: Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org.
2: Hi, I'm Olympian athlete Jasmine Moore, and you're listening to
1: About Mansfield.
0: Welcome back to About Mansfield.
1: Two people were found dead on the day before Thanksgiving after a barricaded person situation unfolded in the 700 block of Fannin Lane in Mansfield. A woman and a man found dead from a murder-suicide in Mansfield on Wednesday have been identified by the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office. The woman, who was found with multiple gunshot wounds inside a neighbor's garage, has been identified as 39-year-old Tracy Burton. Her death was ruled a homicide. When officers arrived, the suspect in the shooting was barricaded inside the couple's house, across from where Tracy Burton was found. After obtaining a search warrant, officers entered the house and found 56-year-old Marcus Ruella Burton dead from a gunshot wound to his chest. The medical examiner's office ruled his death a suicide. Little other information is known right now, but police said it remains an active investigation as they work to find out exactly what happened.
0: A group of Legacy High School student photographers earned second place from the National Scholastic Press Association for their photos. Students Madison Moyer, Landry Hargrove, and Madison Gonzalez were awarded for their photographs titled Girls Basketball Undefeated District Champs, while Hargrove herself took home her own award for her photo titled BLM protest. All of the photos were originally published in Legacy's web-based news outlet, The Writer Online. Entries are judged by teams of professionals with experience and expertise in the field of photography. Congratulations to the students on their awards.
1: Mansfield ISD is ringing in the holiday season and celebrating a decade of giving with their 10th annual Toys for Tots drive. The purpose of the event is to gather thousands of toys in partnership with schools, local businesses, and community organizations to to help families in need. Guests are encouraged to bring a new, unwrapped toy to drop off. In addition to the toy collection, there will be attractions, live performances, musical activities, and food to enjoy for the entire family, all for free. It takes place at the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts at 1110 West Debbie Lane this Wednesday, December 1st, from 5 p.m. to 10.30 p.m.
0: In sports, Summit has advanced to the semifinals in the UIL football playoffs. The Jags have a six-game winning streak behind them, including the last three playoff games. Looking at scores from last Friday night, Timberview was nipped by Lovejoy 24-20, while Summit outscored Midlothian. 28-20. This Friday night, the 10-3 Summit Jags take on the 12-1 Colleyville Heritage Panthers, 7 p.m. at Birdville Stadium in North Richland Hills. The Jags and Panthers met earlier in the year on the turf back in October, and while Summit fell short, the score was 35-34. It'll undoubtedly be a fun time in Birdville this Friday night. Tuesday, December 7th, is National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, also simply known as Pearl Harbor Day, a day which honors all of those who lost their lives when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941. More than 3,500 Americans lost their lives or were wounded on that solemn day. Traditionally, the flag of the United States is flown at half-staff until sunset to honor those who lost their lives serving the nation at Pearl Harbor. Let's see if the weather's going to agree with your outdoor plans for the next week. Colleen?
1: Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. I think overall it's looking pretty fabulous for outdoor plans this week. The jet stream is currently way up north, keeping the cold air up in Canada. We'll continue to be warm and sunny and dry through the end of the week, with 74 degrees on Wednesday, 77 on Thursday, and up to almost 80 degrees on Friday. There's a cold front that's predicted to move in Friday night into Saturday morning. It should bring about a 20% chance of rain Saturday morning and cool us down to a high of 68, which is still above average for this time of year. Sunday, we'll see a high of 65, Monday 68, and Tuesday 72. Meanwhile, after the sprinkles we experienced this past weekend, the Tarrant Regional Water District suggests that you can keep your sprinklers off this week. Mother Nature has taken care of that chore for you. You can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas as well as water saving tips at waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Health specialist LaShonda Warner has the Texas Health Tip of the Week. Home improvement specialist Terry Radzwin presents the Ask Terry segment. And Brian Certain serves up a cocktail to remember. Also, coming up later in the episode, the Mansfield Trivia Question. And Steve concludes his in studio interview with a former press box coach about sports, business, and life. Stay with us. We're back in 60 seconds. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Your
3: logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel, such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family, and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or OhanaScreenPrinting.com. That's OhanaScreenPrinting.com.
5: In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Dot
1: org. Hi, this is Mansfield ISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section.
0: Let's head on over to the science desk where reporter Dennis Webb gives us a lesson on the Greek alphabet. Dennis?
6: Thank you, Steve. This week, apparently a lot of people had their first experience with the Greek letter Omicron. label for an emerging COVID-19 virus variant. Omicron is the 15th letter of the 24-letter Greek alphabet, its use here is kind of a normal science thing. Omicron is one of my old friends, as the Greek alphabet is used to name the brighter stars in the sky. While the Greek alphabet is old, their use as star labels did not start until around 1603, when Johann Bayer, published the first modern map of the stars called Uranometria. While brighter stars already had fancy ancient names assigned by Arab astronomers during the European Dark Ages, Meyer's idea was to label stars with a single compact symbol, and he picked the Greek alphabet to distinguish the labels from the Latin alphabet. So, and on this and all future star maps, each constellation's brightest star is called alpha, the first letter. The next brightest is called beta, the second letter, and so on all the way out to omega, if the constellation has enough stars you can see without a telescope. When Bayer built this star map, the telescope had not been used for astronomy until years after this map was published. Greek was a dominant language in the Mediterranean region after Alexander the Great conquered most of that world, and it persisted until the Romans took over, eventually imposing Latin on their conquests. The Christian Gospels were known to many early believers, first in Greek, and for many intervening centuries, biblical scholars have chosen to learn Greek to be able to study the earliest historical versions of the texts the greek alphabet is still used by speakers and students of the greek language very much a living language in its own country with its unique alphabet to today's point the greek alphabet is widely used in math and science alongside the latin alphabet that we got from the romans and the numerals that we got from the arabs my science and engineering education used a lot of greek letters in math for example lambda means wavelength and A whole bunch of the people who were involved in making your cell phone work spoke the word Lambda as part of their business. I am mostly familiar with Omicron as a star label. As there are 88 constellations, that is groupings of stars in the sky, there may be as many as 88 stars bearing the name Omicron. One of the more notable Omicron stars is Omicron Ceti, meaning a particular star in the constellation Cetus, which is the sea monster constellation. Omicron seti is actually a double star that erupts. So, to the naked eye, the star is invisible most of the time, but every 11 years it becomes a bright star you could see from town, earning it the name Myra, which means wonderful. This periodic variability was not properly understood until after Bayer named it Omicron, as star brightness was subjective before telescopes and modern instruments, and the notion of a star changing its brightness was not expected. This opened up a new window into how stars are different from each other, a study that continues. So Greek letters are just useful tools, just like our English alphabet from the Romans and our numbers from the Arabs. It is a big planet, but we manage to learn from each other. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at about Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the
0: Texas Health Tip of the Week, sponsored by Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, located at 287 and Lone Star Road.
1: And LaShonda Warner has some advice on exercising
2: outdoors in the cold. LaShonda? Trust me, I know it's hard to get out of our warm bed in the winter months to go exercise. But hopefully today you will feel differently about exercising in the cold. The first layer... You always want to put on sunscreen. Although the sun does not feel as warm, it is just as strong in the winter as it is in the summer. When, if it snows in Texas, because it does, remember in February, the sun will reflect off the snow and still cause a sunburn. So always layer up with sunscreen and protect that beautiful glowing skin. The next layer should be something that will absorb moisture. An example of something that would absorb moisture is wool. Wool wicks the moisture, helping you stay drier and warmer, whereas cotton absorbs the moisture but remains damp and does not easily dry, causing you to feel cooler when sweating. Once you're in a moisture fitting layer, add a synthetic material jacket or vest. An example of synthetic material is fleece and polyester. It would be beneficial for this layer to be wind resistant to help block the cold wind from chilling those muscles. You may be wondering about your hands and ears. A hat and gloves are very beneficial when working out in the cold. When working out, the circulation to your hands decrease making them cold. It is vital to wear warm gloves to try to reserve your body's energy for the workout instead of using that energy to warm your hands. In very chilly weather, you will want to wear a winter hat to keep your head and ears warm. If it is a mild temperature out, you can easily wear a baseball cap to keep the elements off your head while keeping your head slightly warmed as always always remember to stay hydrated even though it is cold outside and you may not feel yourself sweating as much as you would in the summer you still need that extra fluid to replace what you have lost through exercise now get up get those steps in cold weather can no longer stop you from reaching those goals you hear me That is all for me this week. Stay healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Mansfield and reporting for About Mansfield podcast, I am LaShonda Warner.
3: In a world where people have thousands of questions about improving and repairing their homes,
0: one man has the answers. It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Terry Radzwin is our resident home improvement specialist and talks about the place that you call home. Terry, Hi, kids. As you can probably tell, my voice is not quite
3: up to spec, so we're going to take a walk back in time to about a year ago for a segment I did on holiday gift ideas for the do-it-yourselfer. As always, please feel free to send your questions to Terry at aboutmansfield.com, and I look forward to a cure and talking to you again real soon. As we find ourselves just a couple of weeks before Christmas, I'm going to break from the regular question and answer format this episode. I've been asked many times over the years to give advice on building a basic toolkit that will allow do-it-yourselfers to get basic jobs done around the house. So, if tools are on your mind this holiday season as a giver or as a receiver, here are some basics that will serve the user well over the years. My first suggestion is not to go the cheapest route if possible. There are many brands of tools out there that carry a limited lifetime warranty, and that's what I'd recommend you look at. Cheap tools have a tendency to break at the least opportune moment. While there's a time and a place for everything, when you're building a kit with the fundamentals, start with the good stuff and go cheap on the tools you might only use for one specific task if you have to. The first place to start is with basic hand tools. A 16-ounce claw hammer will do most of the things you need to do around the house, from driving and pulling nails to adding a little persuasion to a warped board or loosening a stubborn nut or bolt. A good set of screwdrivers is obviously a necessity as well. Make sure that the set contains a variety of slotted and Phillips tips so that you'll have the size you need to fit the head of the screw you're working with. I can tell you from experience that screws are usually softer than screwdrivers, so it's easy to booger up the head of a screw by using the wrong size screwdriver, making the task take a lot longer. Pliers are very versatile tools that can do a variety of tasks, from holding something in place, to loosening stuck pipes, to turning nuts and bolts. And you'll need a variety of different types, from regular slip joint pliers to water pump pliers, commonly called by the brand name Channel Locks, to needle nose. Locking pliers, often known by the brand name Vice Grip, can come in handy when it's hard to keep a hold on something in an awkward position and even better than pliers for turning nuts and bolts are of course wrenches. I'd have a selection of both metric and English size combination wrenches, which have both an open and a boxed end that's less likely to slip on a stubborn fastener. Adjustable wrenches, better known by the brand name of the original, Crescent, can help in a pinch when you don't know exactly what size wrench you need for the particular nut or bolt. Ratchet handles and sockets usually give you better leverage than combination wrenches. Make sure you again have a selection of both English and metric size sockets. No toolkit is really complete without a few saws as well. I'd recommend having a compact hacksaw with a variety of blades for cutting metal, as well as at least a small handsaw for cutting wood. And of course, make sure you've got at least one utility knife in your collection, or a dozen or so in my case. I've got them all over the house and shop, so there's one no more than a few steps away. That's how versatile they are for cutting, shaping, and scraping. When it comes to power tools, I'd say start with a drill motor of some kind. My drills are probably the most frequently used power tools because I use them both for making holes as well as for driving screws. Whether you go corded for more power or cordless for flexibility of use, make sure you get one with a variable speed motor that's reversible in direction. That'll give you the versatility you need to do most common tasks around the house or shop. Grab a good set of twist drill bits or one of the combination sets that has a selection of drilling and driving bits. A circular saw is also a great basic tool to have, and as a carpenter, it was the second power tool I owned after my drill. Again, you'll have corded and cordless options, but one of these is indispensable if you do any projects that require you to make straight cuts in wood. For odd-shaped cuts, a jigsaw is a great addition to your kit, and for tasks like demolition work, cutting pipe, or tree trimming, a reciprocating saw is a very versatile tool to have as well. With the jigsaw and the reciprocating saw both, make sure you get a selection of blades that cut wood and metal so you can maximize the utility of these tools. There are, of course, many other tools out there for specialized tasks, and you'll no doubt add those to a collection as it grows. But you have to start with the basics, and what I've given you today is a pretty good assortment to get you in the door. And this time of year is a great time to shop, because most retailers have bundled assortments or special offers that allow gifters or buy-it-yourselfers to save some dough and build a little bit bigger toolkit for the same money you'd spend at other times of the year. Got a question about specific tools and how to use them or any question about home repair or remodeling? Shoot me an email via the podcast or reach me via my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin.
1: Shaken or stirred, Brian Certain is serving up the perfect holiday martini for his cocktail of the week. Brian,
4: This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Peppermint Martini. For the next couple of weeks, I'll be focusing on Christmas-themed drinks, so make sure you tune in every week. The Peppermint Martini first originated before 1920 with the Mint Martini and gained huge popularity in the United States in the 1950s and 60s, predominantly in the southern part of the U.S. The Peppermint Martini, however, didn't start circulating until much later. Even now, it's primarily a seasonal drink, much the way that eggnog is enjoyed. This only makes it more special and enticing as the season rolls around. And like its counterparts, there are plenty of options for everyone. Mint can be a fairly divisive flavor, but peppermint can be a bit more easygoing. It's permeated into so much of the winter holidays that some turn away from it completely. But when done well... Like with the peppermint martini, it can make anyone a believer. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions, and as always, they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. This week's cocktail, the peppermint martini. What do you need? You need the Ghirardelli dark chocolate sauce and crushed peppermint candy for the rim. You'll need two ounces of vanilla vodka, one ounce of white chocolate liqueur, one half ounce of peppermint schnapps, and a quarter ounce of grenadine. Directions. First, chill a martini or coupe glass. To prepare the rim, rub the rim of the martini glass or your coupe glass in a sauce with the Ghirardelli dark chocolate sauce. And with the crushed peppermint candy in a second saucer, dip either half or the entire rim of the crushed candy to coat. In a cocktail shaker, add ice, the vanilla vodka, the white chocolate liqueur, the peppermint schnapps, and the grenadine. Shake thoroughly for about 30 seconds to chill and strain into your prepared glass. Some optional garnishes. If peppermint candy rim isn't for you, don't skimp on the garnish entirely. They're equally important to the spirit in the cocktail itself. You could use perhaps coarse pink sugar on the rim. Or consider red and pink or white sprinkles or few in combination for the rim. Or drop a few sprinkles in the center of the glass for garnish. Or maybe even a whole peppermint stick makes a great garnish and a treat. The Cocktail of the Week segment is proudly sponsored by The Vault, located at 2300 Matlock Road, at the corner of Country Club and Matlock. Don't have all the ingredients for this week's Peppermint Martini? head over to the vault where one of their craftsmen will shake and strain the featured About Mansfield cocktail of the week. As always, I'm open to hear your take and input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain.
1: Congratulations to Paul Hudichell, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question, who is the current chief of police for the Mansfield Police Department. Paul knew that the correct answer was Tracy Aaron, and he has won a $25 gift card to the restaurant of his choice. After the break, this week's trivia question, I'm calling Daniel, and this is is about Mansfield.
0: The Texas Health Tip of the Week was sponsored by Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, located at 287 and Lone Star Road.
5: Introducing Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, an all-new, all-modern healthcare campus now serving Mansfield in our nearby communities with advanced care for women and infants, orthopedics, heart and vascular, a 24-7 ER, and more. Experience care you'll love right where you love living. Texas Health Mansfield now open at 287 and Lone Star Road. Learn more at texashealth.org backslash Mansfield.
0: Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at Podcastmansfield.com. That's Podcastmansfield.com.
1: Hi, I'm Kieran Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield.
0: It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to Trivia at AboutMansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to the restaurant of their choice. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen.
1: Well, Steve, last week's trivia question referred to our current chief of police. This week's trivia question is, who was Mansfield's first police chief? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who was the first chief of police to serve the city of Mansfield? Good luck.
0: Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casio. as we make the transition from news to talk. And if you joined us last week, you heard part one of the interview with Bill Bryant. He is a former press box coach, meaning that he used to coach college football, from the press box and he is retired from that. Now he is taking that experience and using it in real life situations. The press box coach is now the name of his business. And we pick up part two of the interview starting now. Enjoy. Moving up now to present day Bill Bryant and the uh, the press box coach. You have a blog, which I found extremely fascinating. It's, it's openingyourmindblog.com. Yes. And as you mentioned about ten minutes ago, you ask a lot of questions, but you don't have uh, you don't have the answers. Yeah, it's and,
7: it's it's different.
0: Yeah. yeah. And as I was reading through some of your blogs, I saw a lot of questions, but they're thought provoking questions, and so they're not. Uh, so so you're taking that experience from from being a football coach of learning, as you said, the fundamentals and applying them to to everyday life and not just the way that people do business in life, but how they, uh, how they interact and, and live through life. So um, do we live in the present? I think was one of your most yeah. recent blogs.
7: Yeah. And I it, think that's a, that's a big challenge for a lot of people because it's people like, if you talk to someone and you say, well, where are you on this situation? When you're talking about finances or, or what they're doing and so, like, well, as soon as, Well, they say that they're not dealing with what's really there. Don't tell me what it's going to be like after you get the promotion or after your kids graduate or after you move. But where are you right now and what's your plan? Because so many people want to think about how things ought to be and how things should be Mm -hmm. instead of the way things are. I don't think you should have the word should in your vocabulary. I'm still trying to work my way out of that. But when people think about what should be, it throws them off. So if you accept the where things are, then you have a chance to focus on what's really going on. And it's a it's a tough thing because a lot of people, most people maybe, are carrying excess baggage. There's things they they've got going on in their head that's been there for their whole life. And they can even recognize the voice, but they so they're somebody else is influencing what they think. But if you can focus on what's happening right now, you have a chance. And when that happens then you have some control, and you can maybe do something. Because we've only got now. The, the past is history, and the, the future has not <laughs> happened yet, so let's worry about what we can do. And I think Einstein said that uh, basically there is only now. It's all continuing, we just try to label it. But it's all one time. So
0: someone comes to you and says, are you living in the present? What if, what if there's no answer? I, I don't know if I'm living in the present, and... How do you deal? Well, and I think
7: that's actually a very good question because I think people don't know. Right. They Sometimes they think they are, but uh, there's a tendency to want to wanna think about where we're going, which is right, natural. Because, and that's a good thing.
0: And, and some people just want to bring home a paycheck and work 40 hours a week, but they, they don't have a goal. Yeah. Uh, maybe they want a car. Maybe they want a bigger house or... What have you, but are are they living in the present to to reach these goals?
7: Yeah, and a lot of people, I think, want to just live the way they are and they don't want to rattle the boat. Uh, Jim Rohn used to talk about the guy that comes home from work and, you know, has quick dinner, sits down, drinks some beers and watches TV and goes to sleep. And he says, hey, with what I do and as hard as I do, I don't have time for planning, planning, planning. And as he said, that's the guy that's behind on his mortgage payments. Yeah. so. Yeah. It's sometimes hard for people to realize that they're not really in the present moment, if you will, and, uh, because they're still worried about what happened. Or I, mean, I remember when I used to take tests in, in college, and as I said, I wasn't a very good student. But one <laughs> philosophy I had is when that was over, don't come talk to me about it because I don't want to relive it. It's over. Let's move on. And But once people start to get the idea of just dealing with what, what's going on right now, Man, it's, it's almost like a light bulb moment. And I have to laugh because when I, I drove out to, to California last summer, and I was really enjoying it, and I'm somewhere between Odessa and Midland, and all of a sudden, instead of going 80 miles an hour, we're going about two miles an hour every couple of minutes. And I laughed, but I said, well, you know, I don't think this is right. There shouldn't be a traffic jam here. Well, later on in the trip, I was listening to a, a tape by Eckhart Tolle, who was the... Uh, the person, gave, you know, the power of now and all that. And he, he used an example. He said, you know, some people won't face reality. He said, there's people that are in traffic jams and they're going, why is there a traffic jam? This isn't right. This shouldn't be going on. And I was so happy that I didn't go off in that direction. Yeah. but just had made that note. But sometimes it, it takes a little bit of a, to so go, oh, yeah, that's I got a little me in that. And that's where the questions come up in there. Because it's not telling you what you need to do, but maybe the question is, oh, yeah, how about that? Yeah, I might have to think about that. And I think one of the problems we have is is that we believe, besides the instantaneous answers, but we're all looking for the template. We're all looking for the right thing to do. And there's no universal template. There's no universal best practices because we're all different. And what fits for you? So I have a real hard time when, hey, here's the seven steps billionaires take every morning, and if you follow them, you're going to be great. And it's like, Well, hey, can you find one or two in there that fit for you? Great. But don't, just because they did it doesn't mean it's right for you. You know, getting up at four in the morning like Branson going, you know, skydiving. I mean, I don't think that's necessary or flight, whatever he does.
0: Blasting off to space. Yeah. yeah. So, So how do you define success? Well,
7: I think that's a very personal thing. And for me, success is when I see the light bulb go off in somebody. And they, I can see them. I, when I was coaching, I felt that all of a sudden they get it and they do something or, right. they, or they take something that they learned from football and they apply it to their life and they come back and say, hey, guess what? But I, I think that's the th- thing right now. If, when you're trying to get people to, to examine where they are and they go, oh. Well, I, what if I do that? that well, try it. And let's see what happens. And then they take some steps, and all of a sudden, you see them moving in a direction, which is to define themselves.
0: Well, and you take that person who is living in the present, who eventually gets the fancy car, but finds out that he's unhappy in his marriage. Okay, is that success? That's that's one of those rhetorical it's, it's absolutely, questions. Yeah. And,
7: and it's one— um, I've been reading Simon Sinek, uh, Star with why, and that's one of the things he addresses is there's a difference between accomplishment and success. Accomplishment, you've got to go, okay, I'm successful in business. I got this brand new car to show that. But success is, am I still pursuing what's important to me? And am I making progress? And that's much harder to, to measure. It's much harder to define. But that's what the success is almost like a, a feeling, like the, the, the is the old saying goes that success is a journey, not a destination.
0: Would it be correct in saying there there really is no destination, final destination of, of the word success? Because you're always moving on to something I've I've bought the house, I've bought the car, what's next? Yeah. Well, and
7: it goes back to, like, Napoleon Hill, that, that when he talks about a definite chief aim. Well, what happens if you get it? Well, then you go set another one because you can never actually, yes, I've done it. I've reached success. Uh, although there is, a, there is an expression I've read somewhere, he says, well— yeah, uh, like with finances, that, that's really not the measurement of success, but it can help you buy the yacht to get it up where you can see where success
0: is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was told specifically to ask you, what is your definite chief aim?
7: Well, my definite chief aim has to do with with helping people to uh, build self-esteem. My lifelong definite chief aim would be to, found a, to, to start a foundation that works with young people in self-esteem.
0: And how did you come to know that was your definite chief aim?
7: Well, that's a very interesting story because I'd gotten out of of coaching and decided I wanted to get out. I was in administration. See, I'm not very bright. I got out of coaching and it took me many, many years to realize that administration wasn't for me. So I came to Texas. I decided that I couldn't stay. I was in Miami at the time at Florida International. And I was involved with uh, Legal Shield and got very active in the chamber. And one day... Lori was just going, was talking about the definite chief aim. And I was sitting here and she looked at me and she said something. And I felt like I'd been hit by a two by four. Yeah. And she looked at me and she knew something happened. So then it kind of evolved that. And that's what got me more into the personal coaching. And Michelle Gooch, who is a very renowned coach, uh, Life by Design. She said, well, yeah, you know, I always kind of thought you were a coach. You always talk like a coach. And I went, oh, yeah, okay. And so then I was like, okay, just be what you are. And I realized that that's
0: the way I needed to go. So shout outs to Lori Williams and to Michelle Gooch, uh, both who have been guests here on on this talk show. Uh, Very, very inspirational people. Um, I love... Lori's uh, inspirational quotes that she's always posting on. Oh Facebook. yeah, yeah. And so both of them had a uh, a part in in the creation of the the press box coach. I would say they definitely did, and I think.
7: And it was kind of interesting because it, neither one of them, even though I said I felt like I got hit by a two by four, yeah. no, was, it was kind of like after the fact and they'd say this, that, and then I, yeah, I got it. And I had a thing, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to be a life coach per se. And then I, it finally hit me that, hey, whatever you call it, you're coaching people just like you did when you were coaching football. Yeah, so they were very influential and as much by example as by what they said.
0: In reading your blogs, I'm f- also figuring out that uh, not only do you got to keep the mind active, but also resting the mind, meditation, oh, man. Uh, reflection, time for reflection. Um, even I guess Im- imagination was a, a strong word that was on your um, on your blog, but I guess. Using your imagination is not really resting the brain. It's it's more. Well, it, it's interesting. I, it, it probably isn't when we get fired up about something. Mm-hmm. But
7: allowing the uh, subconscious mind to bring things up, I'm convinced that many people are afraid of solitude. And they don't think for themselves because, you th- and we all know people, they get up in the morning, they turn the news on, they go all day listening to some media to give them information or their or their workmates and everything like that they go home at night they got the television on until they finally feel like they're tired enough and they go to bed and it's like people that listen to i had a friend who was talking about a jim Rohn tape and he said i listened to that over and over and over and then as soon as over i started again and i didn't say anything but i was thinking I got an idea. Why don't you shut it off and think about what that means for you and in your life? And I think that's the hard part. It's fine for people to accept, well, so-and-so said it, you know, the infamous they. Right. But to, to really bring it into themselves and grasp it and say, no, this is me. This is what I think. And so that's where the meditation – and to me, you know, I think people think of meditation sometimes and they think of, of monks on the side of a mountain maybe with some goats around. <laughs> and, uh but just the idea, I like to use the, the term, you know, sometimes you have to detach and and unplug in order to to re, re, revitalize yourself. Just turn out all the sound and just be there and see what happens. And, yeah, that can be a scary thing sometimes.
0: Getting out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. So meditation could be taking yourself out of, if if it's not something you do every day, taking yourself out of that comfort zone. Um but
7: that's important. It, it is, and it's, it's really hard for people to do. And I think the first thing that happens with meditation, people are competitive. So it's like, okay, I'm going to get rid of all my thoughts. You know, like the, the episode in, uh, on TV where what's... Oh, I can't think of it. But they, uh, they, he was talking about meditation and the guy says, well, what did you think about it? He says, oh, I didn't think about anything. It's, oh, man, I've been trying to do that for years. And so, so we want to judge ourselves, you know. Oh, man, I couldn't. I didn't. And once you can get away from that, it's just another way to say, hey, let it happen. You know, relax. And But we are always trying to perform, always trying to be better, always. And it becomes such an instantaneous thing. So meditation is one way to like you say to, to just discharge from that and get in touch with yourself and you know find out maybe that comfort zone isn't so comfortable
0: meditation and reflection they would go hand in hand yep um imagination all right you can sit back in your chair and imagine where you're going in life but uh, but that, that again the meditation where you're clearing the mind versus imagination where you're creating and
7: yeah, and I think there's a continuum in there somewhere. I think so. Because so much of imagination, like for me and, and Laurie Williams, and I've talked about that, but for me, a, a place that I, I guess it's a, a place of meditation is when I'm driving. I can get about an hour down the road and all of a sudden I realize I'm just relaxed and thinking and it's amazing what pops into my head. Now I don't know where that comes so universal consciousness or or maybe something I dreamt last night, but it just I get different things. Where did that come from?
0: I usually get I kid you not, usually get that in the shower. Ah, shower yep. is where I'm 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 just totally oblivious to everything around me. My mind just opens up and all of a sudden A non sequitur comes into my mind. And for those who who know me personally, uh, at least know me well enough on Facebook, know that I post a lot of non sequitur questions, usually followed by the word discuss. And those usually pop into my mind after uh, about a 45 minute really hot shower. Wow.
7: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, they say that the showers taking a shower is one of the most creative things for a lot of people yeah. that it, it it because I guess like you say you're not
0: involved you're you're just trying to relax and enjoy it. Bill Bryant, you've lived a, a a fairly full life. What has been your one defining moment?
7: My one defining moment, that would be probably a a difficult question, but I think one of the things that that I might define it Part of it had to do with having children and grandchildren, but part of it's kind of like when I've when I'd gone back to coaching is realizing that what was important to me is helping other people and providing maybe a, a sounding board or whatever it is, something that that without telling people what to do, helped them find their path. I've been told you read a lot. I do like to read, yes. And what do you like to read? I enjoy reading things that, that – a lot of different things – But mostly things that that get my mind thinking, like I'm reading uh, Simon Sinek, I just got finished reading uh, Presence by Amy Cuddy, and it just – I read these things and it's like, wow, there's this and there's this, and you can pick and choose and put these things in. But I'm always fascinated by the way people – can can get ideas and bring them together. And all of a sudden, it, it, I don't know if it's a philosophy, but if you read a book where they've taken their ideas through, it's just, to me, it's a fascinating
0: process. So more books on personal growth Yeah, versus... and I, I do, and
7: I, and I, I mean, I'll give you an example. I just finished War and Peace. Nice. And I read it in a weekend. Yeah, right. Uh <laughs> but i had never read it so i like to read classics and i and i do enjoy some fiction but uh, so what i do is i'm usually reading two or three books at one time and so which is fine unless i get really tied up and then all of a sudden i go back and i go wait a minute where was i in this and i got to go back and you know start a chapter over something
0: like that you don't i, I have admittedly i don't read a lot is it difficult to read three or four books at the same time? Well, yeah, I guess it, 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 if you're if
7: being mindful, uh, not all in the same setting, necessarily. Oh, but, no, no, no. I,
0: but, but rotating but, through.
7: Sure. and Yeah, it's a challenge in some ways, but I think it's also interesting because I'm reading something and then I'm reading something else, like I'm reading uh, Start With Why, and I was finishing uh, War and Peace, and so there's a, a little diff- and And I know sometimes people say, well, you know, I don't like to read fiction. I want to read nonfiction. But when you read something like War and Peace and you see the great insights into people that uh, Tolstoy had, I mean, it just blows me away. And so I try not to limit myself. And I kind of wish when I was younger I'd taken one of those speed reading courses so I could read more (laughs) because I'm kind of a plotter when I'm reading. You know, I'll read it and I I try to highlight things and then – I go back and read those parts, and so. Are you a books on audio type? uh, I do that sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. it uh, not as much because if I'm like if I'm driving, I'm even more likely to to listen to classical music and see what pops into my head. But I do enjoy um, books on tape when I do listen to them. That was actually my next question what are you listening to when it comes to music and, well I have kind yeah. of I think I have an eclectic appreciation of music and so I like classical I like jazz I of course like old-time rock um, so I you know if I'm if I'm driving I'm I'm flipping I may get off on a while and and listen to different things and so uh, yeah I, I hope that I appreciate I don't be you know claim to be knowledgeable about music but I enjoy music.
0: Do you have a favorite classical piece?
7: You know, I, I don't know that if I if I have one. I, I have a couple that I when I hear them, I go, "Oh yeah, man, I love that." Oh. And then I think I got to write it down so I remember what it is. But uh, yeah, there's some things by Beethoven and Bach that I enjoy listening to a lot. But um, yeah, Bill Bryant, what's your favorite ice cream? My favorite I- ice cream is chocolate peanut butter. Chocolate peanut butter. Yeah. It, it, is there a specific brand that you? No, I don't know that there is anybody that just makes it like that. But if I can go to if I go to an ice cream store, I can get them to put the little of, of both in there. So chocolate peanut
0: butter. I can't. I've I've asked that question of dozens and dozens of guests, and that's we have to
7: climb out of your ice cream comfort zone to get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shout outs. We already mentioned Lori Williams. We mentioned Michelle Gooch. The, the microphone is yours. You, if, if you want to shout out and say hello or or uh, thank you to any of anybody, the mic's yours.
7: Well, there's so many people, particularly in Mansfield, that uh, that I would give a shout out to. But uh, people that that you know helped me get involved when I moved to Mansfield. I didn't know anybody hardly, and. So what I did is I walked down the street one day, and I said, okay, well, if I'm going to do business, I better start walking into some businesses. And fortunately, like the third or fourth door was the Chamber of Commerce, and they were getting ready to have an open house the next night, and James Hudson Grabbed me and kind of adopted me and kind of led me through some things, and uh, I'd appreciated that. And th- and I've got people that, that I'm in in mastermind groups with, and people who just really uh, I hope that I'm still learning a lot from. And people like you know uh, Lee Harbaugh and Mike Williamson and, and uh, just a whole bunch. Of, I hate to mention him because then you start
0: thinking I should have said him and I should oh, have said yeah. her. You know, Lee Harbaugh is a tremendous musician too. Yeah, a wonderful piano player. And so, if uh, uh, to our listeners, if you ever see the name Lee Harbaugh behind a piano, well worth uh, well worth yeah. going to see him. Yeah. So, we've reached that time of the uh, the interview where it's called the lightning round, where we oh, really get to know <laughs> Bill Bryant on a very deep personal level. It's a it's a very simple exercise of this or that, and if you are uh, if you are ready. I'm ready. Okay. Night or day? Day. Car or truck? Car. Comedy or drama? Ooh, probably comedy. Paris or London? Paris. Burgers or tacos? Tacos. Bert or Ernie?
7: <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I am identify with both, but I guess if I had to pick one, I'd pick Bert.
0: Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman?
7: Ooh. I'd have to say Morgan Freeman because I, and I admire both of them, but. Okay. Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones? Ooh. I'd probably still go with Morgan Freeman, but I, I really, really, I mean, James Earl, wouldn't you just love to have his voice? Oh,
0: this is CNN. <laughs> yeah. uh, or just everything he's, if you build it, Ray, they yeah. will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Urban or Rural. Rural rural final one Marvel or DC Comics Marvel
7: it just it's I mean I, and I'm not very experienced with them but I it's just
0: fascinating to me isn't that it is that the my son got me into watching all the Marvel movies and it had to be specifically in some order oh, yeah. and uh, just they have built quite the franchise yeah they have I'm a Marvel guy too Bill, if someone was interested in your services of the Press Box Coach, how would they get a hold of you? Well, it's, I give out my uh, cell number
7: and 757-812-8914. And um, my uh, website is actually in uh, for reconstructive surgery. But uh, people uh, probably just call me or they can email me at billbryant47
0: at gmail.com. And if, and if you want to read some of Bill's blogs, openyourmindblog.com. Yeah. But don't look for answers. Where you will find things like, what is a legacy? And, and we didn't even talk about these. What can we learn from the brilliance of children? Which I found really fascinating because, yeah, I, my takeaway was learn to play. Yeah. That life's too serious to, uh, to, yeah. to not stop and play. Yeah. And-
7: yeah, and they, and they believe so much in themselves, and I know we're past. But That's why I think every youth activity, sports or otherwise, the number one goal should be the encouragement and development of self-esteem.
0: Bill Brand, I sure appreciate you being on About Mansfield.
7: Well, I appreciate you having me on.
0: Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk in studio with a professional volunteer. Tis the season for giving, yes. This is also the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, weather, information until then don't forget to like follow subscribe share love support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode it's free and it's easy just enter your email address on our website aboutmansfield.com we will never send you any spam we promise
1: about mansfield is recorded at podcast mansfield recording studio hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, LaShonda Warner, Home Improvement Feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Sarton. Post production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We
0: well, thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.